not seen this before, I would recommend switching off, watching the film first, and then coming back and listening to this podcast. Other than that, enjoy the show. Today I'm going to be speaking about the film Imagine Me and You. This is a love story romantic comedy from 2015. Imagine Me and You is a wonderfully written, beautifully crafted love story between three people, the groom, the bride, and the girlfriend. It is written and directed by All Parker, who whilst All has not done much, he has done two very good films in The Best Exotic Marigold Hotel and Now Is Good. I saw this film many years ago and fell in love with it, and I've seen it a number of times since. And that hasn't waned so much. I've not stopped loving it. But there are elements about it that I feel aren't quite right and that I wouldn't necessarily have written the story in the way that it was. So when I came to rewatch the film for this week's podcast, I did pick up and I did notice things that I hadn't initially seen or that I hadn't initially picked up on the first time that I saw this. The first thing that I noticed was that this really could have been a Nick Hornby written script. It could have been one of his books. And it could have also quite easily been a Richard Curtis film. In the sense of how it's written, the comedy, the timing and the direction. This screams, it really does, of Richard Curtis and as one of the finest British filmmakers, at least in my opinion, I do think that this is high This is high praise. It was once discussed on the Wittertainment podcast by Mark Commode and Simon Mayo, was it possible for Richard Curtis to make a bad film? He's done a few in his time, but generally speaking, Richard Curtis, if you give him a script... It's in safe hands. The film starts at the wedding between the two main characters of this film, Rachel and Hector. From what we can gather, they have a fairly ideal lifestyle. They've got very loving parents, they live in a very nice part of London, and they seem to have very good jobs. It's not really explained what Rachel does to any great detail, but from what we can gather, Hector works on the stock exchange. It's a job that he seems to take a certain amount of enjoyment from, but constantly complains about the fact that he doesn't like doing it. You know, whenever he comes home from work, he is asked, did you have a good day? And his response is to say, no, I didn't. Once the wedding starts, that's really when the story comes into play and the character of Lucy or Luce comes onto the picture. There is a wonderful scene where Luce, who has provided the flowers for Rachel and Hector's wedding, start talking, getting to know one another, starting to form some kind of a bond and some kind of a relationship. And it is a relationship, you can tell, is very well defined and at the beginning hits the ground running. You know that they are going to have a friendship from this point on. Luce is single and is trying to get some kind of a relationship together and Rachel picks up on this. And so they organise some kind of a dinner party 
where Hector's friend Cooper is in attendance. Cooper believes that he can become someone who will be with the loose character, but it is found out during the before the meal rather that loose is gay. So it's just not going to happen. Cooper is told of this and yet he tries to continue to pursue this as much as he can. It's very unclear at this stage whether Rachel knows this. In fact, an argument ensues about the format, about relationships, and about how they can occur. But as it goes on, you can tell that there is definitely a spark between Rachel and Luce. Luce admits her relationship with Rachel, and as it goes on, you see their relationship not just becoming one of friendship, but one of romance. There is a lovely scene where Rachel and Luce go to a school play. They are sat in the back, watching the play, and the lights go down, and a spotlight comes upon them. And at one point, their hands meet in the middle and touch. Now, it sounds corny. It sounds saccharine. I know it does. But... The thing about this scene, the thing about this one movement, is that it says so much about a friendship, about about a relationship, and about love. One thing that films seem to do on a regular basis is miss out on pure fundamentals of how you can show romance. But in this one movement... And in the looks on their eyes, you can tell that there is something going on there. You know that that relationship has changed. And it only continues to go on from there. Rachel continues to be confused about how she feels towards Luce. As far as we can tell, Luce is very much on top of how she feels towards Rachel. But Rachel continues her relationship with Hector. And it continues on throughout the film until one point where Rachel is feeling very guilty and Hector arrives home one night very drunk. Hector is asleep on the sofa, as far as Rachel can see. And Rachel confesses to him that she is in love with somebody else. As I say, as far as she's concerned, he is asleep and he is drunk and she doesn't think any more about it as far as she's concerned that's the matter over and done with the next morning a dinner a breakfast happens between rachel's family and hector and hector states you know i know what happened why are you doing this to me and he eventually walks out as he walks out he is crying he is inconsolable for him his life is effectively over. You then switched to another point of view between Cooper and Luce, where Cooper says to Luce, how can you do this? You are a home wrecker. You have ruined a perfectly good relationship. And to be honest with you, as much as you don't really like Cooper at the start of the film, you do tend to agree with him. Rachel whether wittingly or unwittingly, has broken off a relationship. 
or if ha- or she hasn't broken it up, she's at least made it incredibly difficult for it to be able to continue. And what bothers me about this is that there doesn't seem to be an awful lot of remorse. You don't see Luce feeling entirely guilty about it. You see that she is broken up, that they will never be together. But you never see her feeling especially guilty about the relationship breaking up. You never see Rachel really feeling especially guilty about the breakup. And you never really see her give a particularly good re- a particularly good reason to Hector. She tells him, I'm sorry, I'm in love with this person. I'm not in love with you. It's over. She treats him quite badly for no real reason apart from the fact that she's in love with somebody else. Now, don't get me wrong. I get that when you love someone else, it's probably best to let that person go. You know, if you love someone that much, letting them go can be the best thing you can do if you feel you're falling out of love with them. Because that way, you stop them from feeling any further pain in the future if you really don't love them any longer. I do understand that, but it just feels a bit incomplete. It just feels wrong. And the problem is, and again, this isn't something I picked up when I I first watched the film, is that if this film had gone on for another half an hour and Rachel had gone to Luce and said, look, I love you, I want to be with you, and Luce turned around and said, sorry, Rachel, you had your chance, you've blown it. And Rachel went back to Hector and said, I'm really sorry, I shouldn't have done that. What can I do to make it up to you? If Hector had turned around and said, no, you broke my heart. We've barely been married a year and you wanted to throw that all away. Forget it. I would not have blamed Hector at all. Now, that may not be entirely realistic, and maybe I'm being a bit unfair in this, but I can't help but feel very little empathy for Rachel in this scenario. She's a likeable character. She is, and she's a likeable person. And I know that this isn't the end of the world. It's not like she's done something desperately bad but she is messing with the lives of many people she's messing with her parents lives she's messing with her husband's lives she's messing with his relationships and she's messing loose around because if she suddenly had a change of heart she wouldn't just destroy her own life she would destroy many And the film ends with them getting together and, so far as we can tell, living happily ever after. I still like this film. I still think it's a very witty, very funny, 
very well put together film. It has got a wonderful script. It is very well filmed. And it doesn't outstay its welcome. But the problem is, is that now I've gone back to it. And now that I've seen the power that she has over these people. This is Rachel. And how she can destroy this relationship without so much of a buy or leave I'm not sure I can go along with her any further I would recommend seeing this I think it's very good I really think it is but is it perfect unfortunately the cynical side of me says no this has been Sunday Afternoon Films with me Christopher Windsor on the podcast network Iconochromatic Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.